Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Howdy there, Tara. All right. Most people, I think, you know, this whole classified documents thing, Trump, Biden, they just roll their eyes. They're bored with it. Yeah. But when you go into the details of it, it is, it's just, it's shocking. Let me explain why, okay? If you've looked at any of the footage captured and stored for posterity by Hunter Biden himself of his sexual exploits, he'd like to document all of that. There's an image I didn't need this morning. Yeah, the one with the pink panties that he wear. Anyway, he um he's a weirdo. So he saw he stored it all on his uh, laptop, which is how we know what was going on in that Delaware mansion. Hunter was living there. It was like a stash house. He would bring his hookers there, his dope dealing friends, some of which, by his own admission, on that same laptop, all of his drug dealers were Russian. And so were his hookers. What are the odds? Yeah. Why were Russians glommed onto Hunter Biden? The reason he made the tape, he's sitting there with a prostitute, and he says, oh, man, I'm pretty sure my Russian friend stole my laptop. He's talking about another laptop and how not the one we know of and how there's blackmail material on there, and that might be a problem for them. And then he's like, yeah, and goes right on partying, okay? Understand, the dope-dealing friends, the prostitutes, they were all taken to this Delaware home where the top secret documents are. This is a guy by who his own omission is like, yeah, there's foreign nationals from some strange com- countries that are enemies of ours following me around, dealing me dope, supplying me with women. Yeah, probably nothing to it. Oh, wow, they stole my laptop. Mm. Black mirror material on there. That's the problem. Oh, well, pass the Coke. I mean, so this is, I mean, can you imagine a Trump child behaving this way? It's it's just it's it's not. We would never hear the end of it. No, we'd never hear the end of it. So this brings the total of classified documents found, according to the Wall Street Journal, in the Delaware stash house, drug house, and prostitution party zone to three, three sets of classified documents. There, one in the garage, um, next to the Corvette, another set in an adjacent room, and apparently yet a third location. Another set in, this, in a third location in the same house where needles, bongs, and useful heroin tools were customary tableware. And we know that from the pictures and the videos taken by Hunter Biden in the house during party time. You know, which for most of us ended in our teens, some of us in our 20s. The dude's 50. He's over, he's like 50, 51. But anyway, 
whatever. Yeah, but he's the son okay. of the vice president, now president. So if this was a Trump kid, and that doesn't even count the fact. I mean, can you imagine if the Russians had donated $50 million to the University of Pennsylvania so there could be a center in Trump's honor and then used the University of Pennsylvania to launder more than a million dollars uh, through directly paid to Trump who never taught a class. Can you imagine the media would be on fire? And classified documents showed up at that office. Yes, when we know that Russians had access to it, some of the donors, we don't know who exactly had access to it, they'd freak. Trump would already be in cuffs, but it's Biden, so it's okay. So here's where it gets really weird, okay? While Joe Biden does what they do in third world dictatorships, which is, hey, if you run against, you can run against me all you want in the election, but afterward I'm putting you in prison on trumped up charges. I mean, it's tradition, right? You run against one of these strongman dictators like in Venezuela and Cuba, you go to prison after, and Ukraine, same thing. They put you in prison afterward. That's what Zelensky did to his opponent. Don't run against Zelensky, by the way, Um, in that great democracy they have over there that we're pumping billions of printed cash into. But what he's a great guy, I'm sure. Um, And if you don't agree, you're going to prison. And if your church doesn't agree, we'll just shut it down. Oh, and if your media outlet doesn't agree, we'll just shut that down too and have state-run media. But it's a great democracy other than that. Anyway, let's print some more money to support it. Anyway, um, sure seems odd. Listen to this. The FBI was tasked with investigating this classified data mess, document mess, way back on November 9th. Yet here we are, two months later. It's not the FBI finding these documents. It's Biden's own legal team. Because when it came to Trump, the Biden administration went full-on FBI raid, as you pointed out earlier on the show, guns, men in black, SWAT teams, as if Trump's, you know, dangerous. Yeah, black SUVs. Oh, yeah, the the whole whole show for media consumption. Looked like a 24 episode. It did. No, you know, it's exactly what it looked like. But when Biden illegally has classified data in places, classified documents, the Justice Department just decides, you know, we're not going to have the FBI look for them. Instead, we'll just let Joe's own lawyers go look for the documents. (laughs) And we will just trust whatever they tell us. You just have to laugh about that. I mean, it's it's, ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Exactly. I just I I can't believe that this is actually going on in this country. It's just you can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. And so the media is running around going, well, it's only 20 documents. Some of them top classified. It was only 20. Well, that's what Biden's attorney say. Yeah, exactly. And since uh, they're the ones doing the search. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be great? Like, okay, if we could, you and I could just rob a bank and be like, no, 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 no. We're not going to have the Greenville police check us out or, you know, the Anderson police, whatever. We're not going to do that. We're going to, um, can we have the deal where we're just like our own lawyer no, does exactly. the investigation of our right. crime? Can we have that deal? Yeah. And everybody would laugh. That was like, no, 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 no. Um, No, it's not going to be your attorney. It's going to be the police officer. And they'll let you know what evidence we find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tell you. We'll um, we'll be honest. You can trust us. Right. And the police never come in to search for the cash you stole from the bank. Oh, look, there was only $2,500 here. It's all we could find. Well, there's $25,000 more missing. Well, we didn't find it. So sorry. uh, Representative Mike Walls points out how absolutely ridiculous this is. Lee, do you realize the Biden lawyers, $2,500 an hour lawyers, who are paid to search for evidence of his crimes so the FBI doesn't have to, 
Do you realize they don't have security clearances? Yeah, that uh, you pointed that out last time, which I also think is a, a fascinating aspect of this. Yes. Okay, so here's Florida Representative Mike Walls, who's just gobsmacked by this whole thing. What about this report, Congressman, that the DOJ thought about having FBI agents oversee the document search, but then decided against it? Why? <laughs> because, uh, you know, I guess in, in the Democrats' world, we're supposed to just accept the word of uh, Biden's personal attorney. So, the, you know, the left is making much of, well, it was only 20 documents. Well, how do we know that? I guess we have to take that at face value now. Uh, and the the White House was too nervous to have a federal agent at least alongside the, the attorneys. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Because remember, anything else they see... Uh, that could be construed as criminal activity as they're looking for these top secret documents while the attorneys have no clearances uh, at all. Uh, but anything that the Bureau uh, sees could also be uh, constituted as a potential crime. So they decided not to have them there at all. And and the rest of the, the world and, and Americans have to just take Biden's attorneys at face value. The border is wide open. Biggest story of last week was the North American Declaration, where Joe Biden told the world um, that he not only was not going to enforce the law at our borders anymore, he was going to try to help as many people as possible get across those borders. And then he bragged that his migration across the border, the illegal immigrants, what he's talking about, was the largest ever in human history. I played all that audio for you. It's on a podcast, Battleground, from last week. You can listen to it. It was shocking. And it was almost as if Biden thought that if he went, well, he's done this before. He goes abroad, and whatever lies he's telling the American people, it's as if he's in another country he thinks we won't know, that there's no thing called the Internet, that we won't know what he's saying. And he issued this North American Declaration of Unity and committed to not only not enforcing the law at our borders and leaving them open, he said that... Uh, It wasn't fair that the third world had problems and Americans didn't, and we needed to share the problems. And the best way to do that was to leave the borders open. I mean, it was an outrageous press conference. And for him to say it flanked on one side by the president of Mexico and the other on uh, flanked by Justin Trudeau, the president of Canada, was even more outrageous. He's just declared open borders, folks. And I said, this was a historic moment. I mean, they will look back to this moment years later in history books as as the beginning of the merger in North America, the end of the American, uh, the end of American borders. Well, with the end of American borders, I've warned you for a long time, Joe Biden is right. We will share the third world's problems. Now, he thought that was only fair. The third world has problems. We do not. That's not fair. We need to import them here. One of the problems the third world has is that the cartels run Mexico. I've documented this for years, Um, even going knee-deep into stories about how judges, police chiefs, state police officers, their entire families have been executed for putting cartels in prison. Cartel members, you do not do that in Mexico. 
You don't touch them. They will kill you. They will kill your mayor. They will kill your police chief. They will kill your entire family. And that is coming here. That we would see the things they have in Mexico, the bodies hanging from the bridges. Uh, We will see police chiefs killed uh, in certain areas where the cartel takes over. And they do. They creep. They're like a cancer. They creep along and they take over. And they're here. And so when I heard this on Fox News this morning, it blew my mind. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Take a listen. where six family members murdered in a cartel-style attack have been identified. Neighbors in the small town are living in fear, and the sheriff is blaming our open border for the violence. I can tell you cartels are here. Uh, They are here for multiple reasons. Uh, Selling drugs is lucrative. The other is, is that we have a very unsecure border right now. Police identifying the six victims in the massacre of a California family with ages ranging from 72 years old to a 10-month-old baby. And a manhunt is on for at least two shooters capable of carrying out the professional-style massacre that appears to be gang or cartel-related in a town of about 5,000 people, roughly 350 miles from our southern border. Family of six, including a 10-month-old baby, gunned down in what police are calling a cartel-style execution. One of the victims, just 16, Alyssa Peraz, was holding her infant son, Nicholas, as she ran for her life. Both were killed. Police say it appeared someone stood over the young mother and her child and shot them both in the head. 72-year-old grandmother Rosa Peraz was also killed in her bed as she slept. Other victims included a 52-year-old man, a 50-year-old woman, and a 19-year-old man. Sheriff Mike Boudreau saying the killings were deliberate and intentional and likely involved drugs and gangs and possible cartel activity. I can tell you cartels are here. Uh, They are here for multiple reasons. Uh, Selling drugs is lucrative. There's a lot of money to be made. Um, And it focuses on the money. The other is is that we have a very unsecure border right now. Um, There's a lot of uh, back and forth when it comes to the cartels and free movement up and down the state and across the border. Former DEA Special Operations Director Derek Maltz joined the show earlier. He says open border policies are to blame for the increased cartel activity. I never have seen anything so gruesome before. Soft on crime policies north and south of the border is hurting public safety, seize their assets. We have to just decimate them because they're destroying our country and everyone in America should be paying attention. The home was already known to police. They had discovered guns and drugs, including meth and marijuana, during a parole compliance check earlier this month. They arrested one of the victims that day who was described as a documented Sereno gang member. Unbelievable. This is a cartel hit. And this is going to become the norm. And let me tell you what, the cartel's going to move here. They already did. They're already here. You combine the Democrats soft on crime, you get like Washington, D.C., Lowering, I mean, the the city council just passed a bill lowering the penalties for carjacking an occupied car for attempted murder. These cartels are going to sweep right in and they are going to roll right over the police. And folks, it's not going to be long. I'm telling you, we're going to have areas of this country where any police officer, any judge who tries to put these cartel members away ends up dead. Just like in Mexico. If you're not on the cartel payroll as a mayor, as a police chief, you're dead. They take territory that way. They control it. And they will do it here. And this is the beginning of that. 
And you've got the left living in these areas. They're going to move to these areas and they're going to take them. They're going to take them over. They're going to kill off their drug dealers. They're going to kill off their criminals. Then they're going to kill off their police. And look, when you when you have the liberal mindset of the federal government, I don't know that the federal government will even come to liberate these areas. I've been forecasting it for years. There'd be no reason it wouldn't happen. And it just did in California. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Live on 106.3 WRD and on Rumble, my channel, rumble.com, Tara Servations. You can find it right there. And I've got links to the show live, too, on all my social media, so it's easy to find. All right. They're not even hiding it anymore because we never pushed back. We didn't push back hard enough. Now we're paying the price. It is now the norm to say, hey, you know what? Let's, let's censor the press. Let's have some more censorship. Let's just go ahead and censor the whole thing. Why? Because our side never pushed back. So you've got Joe Man, the freak show of Joe Manchin. I can't believe he did this. Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, flat out saying um, that the, quote, open press system in the United States is a problem during a Davos panel at the World Economic Forum. Yeah, we say... It's too open. He says it caused too much division. We just kind of got to get rid of it. It's it's got to go. This would have been unthinkable for a Democrat or a or, or a Republican to say 15 years ago. Both sides were very committed to freedom of the press. Neither side trusted the other to maintain it. But we agreed on it. We don't anymore. And he goes on to say, well, you know, it's just it's gotten too radical. It's just too radical. I mean, it's too much division. So what we need is we're going to need to crack down. He said, quote, let me just say this real quick. The American people basically, I think, are tired, very, very upset with how the operations have been going, whether it could be extreme states or extreme Congress that we have. The problem that we have is an open press system and basically all the platforms. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, you can easily personify the extremes as somebody who is extremely right or extremely left. And it seems like that is the majority speaking. They're not the majority, but they're basically driving everyone to make a decision, he said. And he said the open press system is, is, is a problem. And it needs to be taken care of. Wow. And you know why he's saying it? Because it's already being taken care of. You realize the FBI had absolute control of the conversation the last two elections. Absolute control. They acted as the belly button, as they called themselves, the gatekeeper. In just one shocking example from this weekend, there are so many. I could do a whole show on this. I won't. I want to, but I won't. It's not good for ratings. In just one shocking example, one of the best investigative reporters in this entire country who was censored off Twitter because... Um, Adam Schiff decided 
the Democrat, partisan Democrat, he just thought he should lose his Twitter account. And they pressured Twitter. Twitter said no, but eventually they took it. Well, now we learn, listen to this. Adam Schiff, Democrat congressman, enlisted the U.S. Capitol Police. Their only job is to secure the Capitol. To monitor my tweets as part of his crusade to have me banned from Twitter. And they got him banned. So you've got the FBI, the NH, the, the, you've got the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, Health and Human Services. You've got the Pentagon. You've got the Capitol Police. Um, you've got the CDC. You've got the Democrat Party. FBI is a gate, gate, gatekeeper for all of them. They hand the FBI, the, oh, the State Department too. They hand the FBI the censorship request and hundreds of thousands of accounts just disappear. Poof. State Department got 250,000. They said Russia collusion. Russian disinformation, one problem. We know from the Twitter docs. None of them were Russian. They were all American people. Accounts gone like that. This is the new norm. And this is why Senator Joe Manchin feels comfortable going on the world stage of the World Economic Forum saying we, we have got to get rid of freedom of the press. We cannot have this press freedom. Notice he doesn't say we can't have press freedom at CNN or CNBC or MSNBC. No, no, no. He's saying on the platforms. Got to go. Got to take care of it. Got to censor it. That's illegal. Here's David Sachs. He co-founded PayPal with Elon Musk and is a personal friend of his and has been brought in by Musk to review some of these Twitter files documents. Here he is. So this is a credible person, okay? Outraged. Describing what the FBI had in the last two elections in terms of how they literally controlled the conversation acting as the gatekeeper for censorship for the de- by the Democrat Party, to the Pentagon, to the CIA, to the NSA. I mean, it's outrageous. Listen to him describe it. This is uh, David Sachs, co-founder of PayPal. One of the things that we've learned from the Twitter files is that the FBI had a special tool for communicating with Twitter and presumably other big tech companies and providing them with secret instructions. So the way it worked is it was called teleport. And so these documents would then be on teleport, and then they would disappear after 10 days or whatever it was, and they couldn't be um, photographed or what have you, screenshotted through this tool. It shows the way that our government prefers to operate, which is in secrecy. Okay, that is so illegal. My head is spinning right now. You know why? They have to preserve all those documents. They have to preserve all their interactions with Twitter by law. By FOIA law, I used it so many times as a journalist. I used it probably hundreds of times. You can't have disappearing documents. That's illegal. These are crimes. Never mind the censorship is a crime. It violates the Constitution. But to violate FOIA law like that, who do they think they are? And that's what David Sachs is saying about the FBI. What what basis is there for the FBI, first of all, to even be engaged in censorship on social media at the extent they were. One of the big revelations of the Twitter file is that the FBI had something like 80 agents flagging posts on social media to be taken down. Quite extraordinary. A lot of those posts were just completely harmless. There were people making jokes and so forth. Uh, FBI didn't really approach this with much of a sense of humor. Uh, but you know, the larger point is just you had this large-scale operation of the FBI um, demanding that post being taken down. They were acting as a conduit for other similar requests coming from many other parts of our government, the so-called intelligence community, the CIA, Department of Homeland Security, and on and on it went. They were, in the words of the FBI Bureau, San Francisco 
field office chief, they were the belly button for the U.S. Uh, federal government, meaning they were this centralized conduit through which all these censorship requests were made, as well as surveillance requests. I mean, they were surveilling, uh, you know, American social media postings on a large scale. Now, my understanding of what the FBI is supposed to do is investigate crimes, right? Investigate yeah. crimes. So what is the crime that they were investigating here? What is the um, criminal activity they were trying to stop by engaging in censorship of the free speech rights of ordinary Americans. This has never been explained. Again, this isn't just some guy. This is a co-founder of PayPal. And he's right. It's outrageous. So this is the same FBI raids Trump's home. Full SWAT team, full SWAT gear, all black weapons, black cars in front of the house, all of it. And then when Biden is found to have committed the same crime or potentially have committed the same crime under the same statute... They're like, nah, we, you know, we, we just, we're just not gonna, we, you know, we won't go into the res- residence. We'll let Biden's, um, we'll let Biden's attorneys go do the investigation instead of us, and they'll just tell us what they find. We'll trust them. That'll be cool. Okay, so they're not doing that, and then they have eighty FBI agents, probably still do, in a war room round the clock, deciding what to censor on Twitter. Eighty FBI agents, dear lord. Here's David Sachs again, uh, co-founder of PayPal, talking about FBI censorship and how illegal this is. And then you add to it the fact that the instructions they were providing to Twitter via the so-called teleport were secret disappearing instructions. Why isn't that a matter of public record? If the government is instructing social media to engage in censorship, first of all, that's a violation of the First Amendment. Second of all, it's even worse if they're not being transparent about what's happening. We have a right as citizens of this country to know what our government is doing and for them to be engaging in this sort of um, you know magic trick where you know the instructions are giving are disappearing it's it's almost like the cover-up part of this crime no it's a crime that's what Hillary got in trouble for you have to preserve this you can't that that violates fire law that alone is a crime where do they get off thinking they can censor us illegally it is shocking Folks, this is not just some censorship. Oh, they're looking out for some Russian disinformation. This is complete control, like a traffic cop, of debate in elections. We don't have free and fair elections in this country anymore. That's over. Over. Done. Until we get this. And yet the Democrats, as personified by Joe Manchin this weekend, are so comfortable that this is the new norm. The FBI will control the the conversation. Anyone we don't like will be censored. Um, they'll do it for us. They'll just shut the accounts down everywhere now, but Twitter, including on Google, Facebook, Instagram, all those places, they're so comfortable with that. They're now openly calling for free press to be shut down, um, for there to be censorship on these channels of news organizations, particularly conservative ones. This is because this is the norm. They think, well, we've won and we can talk freely about this now. It's unbelievable. I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. I never did. It's it. I just, there's no words for it. Reading the budding conversation developing on Rumble. Kind of cool. We got the text line, and then Rumble's almost like a text line. You could talk to each other, which I love to watch you guys do. 
You can find it on my channel, Tara Servatius, all one word, um, at rumble.com. Uh, the commenter there writes, hey, Tara, Eric, Eric Snowden, I think he means um, Edward. Edward Snowden tried to tell us a long time ago, Republicans and their talking heads said he was a treasonous traitor. He was far from that. Oh, he was exactly right. And now he lives in Russia and can't return to his own country for fear of what the very deep state he warned you about would do to him. The very deep state so out of control. It's censoring. In that shocking way that I laid out in the last segment. The deep state that served as the portal for the CDC to come in and censor you. Censor people like me. One of the times I was put in Facebook jail was for posting the CDC's own coding criteria for COVID, which showed literally things that were not COVID deaths were being coded as COVID deaths. They were told even, hey, if you don't know what they died of, just coded as COVID. That's in the, the CDC's own documents. Hey, if you can't prove it's coded, COVID, um, you don't know, you, some of the symptoms look like they might be COVID, just go ahead and code it. If you code a COVID, guess what? You get paid. Well, I told you that. That's old news to you if you listen to this show, but it's not to CNN's followers. Guess what? Get a load of what CNN just admitted. This is shocking. That COVID pandemic they scared the tar out of you with, it was fake. Think about the implications of this. CNN medical analyst did an article for, for CNN in which she admitted, quote, let me quote her, 90% of patients diagnosed with COVID are actually in the hospital for some other illness. In other words, 90% of the COVID deaths weren't. If that's the case, folks, was this even a pandemic? Did it even hit pandemic threshold in this country? I think you can make an argument it didn't. Based on the lie generated by our hospitals, the death lie, we permanently destroyed 96,000 businesses, and that was just through September of the first year. I can't find stats after that. If you've got any, send them to me. Based on those numbers, we did the lockdown. Based on those numbers, we gave the government an incredible amount of power, and they were lying. Dr. Leanna Wynn admits in the article, if you want to read it, it's called, We Are Overcounting COVID Deaths and Hospitalizations. That's a problem? <laughs> yeah. And I told you, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago? Those deaths are fake. They're fake. She said, and she goes into what we've known for a long time, people coming in from car wrecks. Um, and folks, so that some of these people, they're coming in, they're dead, okay? They just died in a car wreck, died in the ambulance on the way there, flatline, right? They're testing the bodies in the morgue for COVID. Bodies smashed up from a car wreck, God forbid. Oh, positive for COVID counts as a COVID death. Government pays. That's why the hospitals did it. By the way, these incentives were created under Trump by Congress, so I can't blame Biden for it. But this was the lie. They lied. I told you that at the time. That was edgy to say. Some of you are like, you're going to get people killed telling them not to take it seriously. Well, 90% of the COVID deaths weren't. We didn't, I mean, honestly, do we have a pandemic? I, I'm not sure that we did. Think about the implications of that lie. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 